It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Scores! 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 Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Far side of the ice, Ferraro takes it. Four on three power play for ten more seconds. Carlson's been on the ice the entire time. He kicks it back from Barabana. Down low to Ferraro. He stick handles into the right circle. Penalty is almost over. Down low to Hurdle. Turn, shoot, save made. Hurdle poking in and in fact, Barabana scores! I think they played a good game. Um, they're a good team. Um, even after the first, you know, maybe they controlled a little bit more, created a little bit more, but that's, uh, you know, not unexpected playing a team like that. And uh, I thought we were in a great spot. Everybody, you know, felt good about themselves and we were still in it. Even when they scored one nothing, it didn't really affect our game and, and we just stuck with it and uh, got it done, you know, all the way to the end. And um, that's the way we're going to have to play teams that, you know, have more skill than us. Uh, you know, again, I think that we got contributions from, you know, first to fourth line. I think that everybody slotted in well and, and you know, did what was expected of them. Um, and, you know, that's that's what ended up, uh, you know, winning us the game, getting the late power play, uh, which I thought was well-deserved. Uh, so, yeah, we stuck with it the whole game, uh, you know, even though you might have felt or looked like they, they were the better team. They might have been. They, they are the better team if you look at standings. And at the end of the day, it just shows that, uh, you know, we can play play against any team. And, and, you know, this is the effort that we have to bring in the details, uh, you know, that we have to stick with, even if it doesn't always go our way. All right. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Morning Tide. Waking up winners after a huge win for the Sharks over one of, if not the best team in the NHL in this early going of the 2021-22 season. And I think that my favorite aspect of this Sharks team this year, whether it's been when they fell behind 2-0 in the opening night game against Winnipeg or when they played a record of 3-2-1 with a COVID outbreak or whether it's getting that win last night against Carolina, is that there is a no Fs given for this San Jose Sharks team. There is a, not even like a lack of respect, but like a, just a a complete disregard for what everybody thinks about how a game is going to go and how a game is going to play its way out. The Sharks don't care what Vegas says. And by that, I mean the betting community. They don't care what people say about them as a team. They don't care about whether or not they're the team that's supposed to win a game. They don't care about whether or not they're supposed to win when it's a COVID outbreak. They don't care about whether or not they're supposed to win when it's a really good team. They just go out there and they play their game. And I think that that is becoming something more and more 
that we're seeing this year because we think about the opening night win coming from behind against Winnipeg. We think about the COVID wins 3-2-1 and one over that stretch. We think about a quality win against Calgary. We think about them going in to Canada on that first road trip and having success before they go to Boston and then eventually Nashville, which made it a 3-2 and two road trip. But that's not happening by accident. Like There is something to this team and is frustrating and relatively inconsistent as they have been up to this point of the season for a number of reasons there is an aspect of the sharks where they it's not it they clearly care you know i'm not trying to say that with the no ifs given that they're not engaged they are completely they are extremely engaged but they just they don't care how anybody else perceives them and it's like they've come out on the other side of people saying well, they're not the Sharks of, you know, five years ago. They're not the Sharks of what they were before. This isn't the same Sharks team. And, and over and over, they've heard that from the pundits. They've heard that from the rest of the league. They've heard that from, you know, people like me who work for the team. And it's not even like they're angry about it anymore. It's just a complete disregard, a complete lack of awareness, a complete lack of even caring about what anyone thinks about them, and they go out there and they play their game. But it is interesting to note that other entities around the league are kind of learning about the Sharks and the way they've had some surprising victories up to this point of the year. And there is no better example than I was able to find before the game yesterday when I talked with Mike Meniscalco, who is the play-by-play announcer for the Carolina Hurricanes, and I asked him what his perception of the Sharks was up to this point of the year. What are, what are your perceptions of the Sharks right now? You know, this is still a team with a lot of pride, obviously, that has a lot of pieces of those teams that made deep runs in the Stanley Cup playoffs previously, but obviously is is not the same team. No, it, it's not, but we know that your goaltender very well in James Reimer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I am so happy for James to see how well he has played this year for this team because he is such a – I don't know how much you've had the opportunity, but he is such a joy to talk to away from the game. Yeah. Uh, one, of those, one of those, as you like to call, hockey personalities. Oh, he has that in, in droves. So. All right, I will insert myself here. James Reimer is fifth in the league in goals against average with 1.88 per game. In save percentage, Reimer is fifth in the league with a 940 save percentage. More from Mike. The perception is still the same thing when you look at, at the Sharks. They've got a decor that will hurt you if you are not smart and don't gap up on them because it's still Eric Carlson and it's still Brent Burns and they're still capable of taking over a shift. <clears throat> and then kind of what I've noticed in, in when you do like some self-scouts, and again, if I ever brought a scouting report to Rod Brindamore, he'd be like, why are you here? Nice to see you, Mike, but you can leave anytime. Um, but I think it's kind of what we've seen, and I hate to do this. I know we're in San Jose, and I understand the California rivalries with the Kings and the Ducks, but you know, everybody thought you come out to California, this is going to be easy wins this year, right? At the start of the year, goes to let you know how much the pundits know because you got a bunch, a bunch of question marks and a bunch of kids. Well, the young kids have, have taken the opportunity and made the most of it and made these teams deeper, more difficult to play against. So, you know, I, I look at this Sharks team, you still have Timo Meyer, you still have Thomas Hurdle, uh, and, and they're very capable of, of having a big night against anybody in the league. But now you're starting to see a couple of young guys in the lineup. And I think that 
Sidebar again. Yeah, when he says young guys, I do think that he is still referring to Mario Ferraro, even though he is in the third year of his NHL career. I think he's talking about Jasper Weatherby. I think he's talking about Noah Gregor. I think he's talking about Scott Reedy. And I think he would be talking about Jonathan Dolan. More with Mike. Bob Bugner, I I knew him as a player. <laughs> we know him as a coach. Kind of the same the same mold as, as Rod Brindamore. He demands his team to play hard, to play tough, and play for 60 minutes. So that's what I've noticed out of this Sharks team, that you, you can't have that five, 10-minute gap because Bob Bugner demands his team to play 60 minutes as well. So uh, that's what I've noticed a little bit, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on that, but that's, that's just my view of the Sharks from 30,000 feet. And that's what we saw from the Sharks last night. 60 minutes and change, actually, as it did go to overtime before they could get the win, but Bob Bugner's team grinded it out for the entirety of that game. Ask Bob. Yeah, it felt good. I think, uh, um, you know, it's easy to get frustrated. We talked about that as a team yesterday uh, when you're not scoring and, you know, chasing the, chasing the game again down one nothing. But uh, I thought we did a real good job of sticking with the game plan. I thought we uh, turned it up in the third period. And, uh, yeah, it was frustrating. I thought that, uh, you know, we haven't got a lot of power plays lately, but uh, we certainly deserve a few more tonight than uh, than zero. So um, it's frustrating. And I try to tell the players, let me, let me do the talking to the refs and you guys just concentrate on the game. So, um but it was a great team effort. Rhymes was strong again. Um, you know, we got a timely goal from Banker and it just sort of lifted us up right from that point on. And the thing that really gets me is that this Sharks team, despite the relative inconsistency, is that they do show up for the big games. They do play their best hockey against the best teams, which is making it that much more maddening that they don't have better nights against teams where you feel they should have better nights. Like if they match up this well with Carolina. Why don't they match up this well with Washington? Why don't they match up this well with Boston? Why don't they match up this well with Nashville? And, you know, you can drive yourself crazy trying to answer those questions because one team's performance against one team does not equate to another team. But considering some of the high-profile Sharks victories that the team has had up to this point of the year, it does make you feel like this team has more than what we've been able to get from it. And I think that... That's the disconnect between the no Fs given where they just kind of go out there and take care of business no matter who they're going up against and the poor performances they've had against some teams where I think we we thought they should have played a little bit better. And, you know, it's interesting to watch this Sharks team because there have been a lot of convincing wins and a lot of convincing losses. And last night's game, which they're down one nothing, and they find the third period equalizer before they are able to take the 2-1 win in overtime. This was an even back-and-forth game. It was not a convincing win. They didn't dominate, and they were not dominated. And I think that you can look at a little bit of that on the Saturday night game against the Capitals, but for the most part, the Capitals took care of business, and they were good enough to capitalize, pun intended, on the mistakes the Sharks made, whereas the Sharks were not good enough to take advantage of the mistakes that the Caps made. So... You know, when I watched the game last night and I'm watching the Sharks were doing and I see them continuing to stay in the game, continuing to stay committed on defense, continuing to try and do the small things right and not get away from their game, that grind up mentality takes an effect on some of these higher caliber teams. And I think that's something that the Sharks are doing very well. When you're looking at the best teams in the league, they're used to things working. They're used to not having an issue with going into a game and having trouble doing what they want to do. Like the Sharks did a great job of keeping Carolina away from the front of the net. 
They pushed the puck to the outside. They put Carolina in bad positions. They did not let them come right down their spine and have really good looks at Reimer. They forced him to the outside time and time and time again. Now, they may have let Carolina get a few too many good looks or more than they wanted to, but they were not incredibly great looks or looks where you thought to yourself and said, man, this is going to get, you know, catch up with them. It's going to damage them at some point. It was just kind of like, okay, they're giving up some looks. They're okay. They're not great. They're not amazing. They're not terrible. But the Sharks did a good job of keeping them away from the front of the net. I think that it works against a team like Carolina, and you got to figure out how you can make it work against other teams. And I, and I still flash back to that game on Saturday night against the Caps where I thought the Sharks looked pretty good. It just was not their night, and the Caps were able to catch the breaks, were able to put some in the back of the net. They take a 2-0 lead into the third period before adding a third and a fourth, but it wasn't that far out of reach. But it did more overall speak to the narrative of, convincing wins and convincing losses. And there haven't been too many games this year where the Sharks have been really deadlocked with an opponent and found a way to win. I think that was an interesting aspect of last night's game because it wasn't previously part of their arsenal. Now it is. Now they're going to be able to look at a game where they're tight with an opposition and able to take advantage or able to stay right in it and not fall apart and not crack under pressure. Because I think one year ago, and I know that there are some of you who do not like the fact that I, you know, harken back to one year ago and or two years ago so often, but we have to because it's our frame of reference. But, you know, a year ago when they got down a goal, it was going to kind of trend out of contention. They were not going to be in the game. They were going to collapse. It was going to be a situation where they were just kind of playing for respect later in the game and not getting completely blown out. This year, When they've gone down, whether it's the game against Winnipeg or whether it's the game against Boston, they've been able to chip their way back into it and fight their way back into it. Now, every game has not been like that. We can point to Colorado. We get it. But when the Sharks have found an opportunity to give themselves a chance, they've given themselves a chance. And I do think there is something to be said for that. It is a resolve. It is a desire to win. It is a desire to perform at a higher level than the Sharks were getting from themselves a year ago. And so if that trend continues, it's a trend that I'm going to be happy to see because you want a team that's willing to fight it out. You want a team that's going to make the opposition uncomfortable. You want a team that knows how to win the close games. I understand the desire to have a Sharks team that blows out the opposition and has a huge, huge goal differential advantage compared to the opponents and other people in their division, but that's not where the Sharks are right now. But they do have the ability to grind out games like these and be the team that makes fewer or less costly mistakes. I didn't think either team last night made very big mistakes. It was a really nice cagey battle back and forth. And again, it speaks to the fact that the Sharks can hang with anybody. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway up to this point of the season, that the Sharks are relatively enigmatic in that you don't know what you're going to get from one game to the next. But If they can hang with Calgary, if they can take home games against Winnipeg, if they can go and beat the Wild, if they can go and get big victories against a team like Carolina, then that's a good start for the Sharks. You combine that with wins over teams like Toronto. I mean, this this speaks to the Sharks having a very good core of players. It speaks to the fact that they are doing something right It's just unclear whether or not they are able to do it right consistently enough. And that's where the Sharks are kind of in this overall narrative of trying to figure out 
Is this something they can replicate night in, night out, or do they have to have their backs against the wall, or do they have to be in a unique situation? And I, I don't know. I mean, that will that will be told to us over the course of this year, but the fact that the Sharks did show up after a tough loss, I won't say bad loss on Saturday night, it was just a tough loss because you felt like you deserved some more goals. And by the way, in terms of the shutouts, we were doing some research in the game because I was asking my good friend Mike Holer, who is the Press Box PA announcer, I was saying, when was the last time the Sharks were shut out in back-to-back games? I said, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Now, the last time it did happen was in the 2017 playoffs against Edmonton. They lost in Game 2, 2-0. They lost in Game 3, 1-0. The last time it happened in the regular season was January 27th and January 29th of 2014 when they had a 1-0 loss to the Kings and then a 3-0 loss to Edmonton. And then right on cue, Kevin LeBanc. Now Ferraro sends it off the right boards. Mario Ferraro just takes it for the team. Here's LeBanc shooting it. He scores! Kevin LeBanc gets the pass from Weatherby and gets it by Ranta. And LeBanc coming back from suspension ties the game at one with 3.54 gone by in the third. And at that moment, you just had life breathed into the Sharks because they had worked really, really hard to stay at a one-goal deficit. You get that goal. You're right back in it. It's 1-1. It's third period. You have a chance to build off that momentum, use the home crowd to your advantage, and see where you can go from there. And that's exactly what the Sharks did. And then you saw them eventually draw that penalty and get the overtime win. But just the grind and grind and grind mentality, the sandpaper, the grit, whatever you want to call it, whatever term from the Bob Bugner book of hockey toughness terminology, that's what the Sharks were able to do. They played a tough, rough, disciplined game. And when all was said and done, they were able to earn a win, a win that felt big, by the way, especially coming off that loss to the Caps, especially coming off of some less than stellar performances from the Sharks. And they go and they beat one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NHL on this young season. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to be joined by Mario Ferraro and get his thoughts on last night's win. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. First NHL game, lost the puck there in front of the net. A point blank chance is stopped by James Weimer. That was Derek Stepan, who was wide open in front. Welcome to the NHL, Scott Reedy on that one, but a good chance and a good save. Yeah, um, you know, it's going to go in, in waves. Uh, as I said today, I think that everybody did what was expected of them. Uh, you know, we're going to get guys that are going to get on rolls, uh, you know, throughout the year. Uh, you know, we had early in the year our first two lines, or our first line especially, you know, were rolling for us and they were winning us games. and. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of time. We're only, what, 16, 17 games in. It's a lot of hockey left. And and if we keep playing like this and, you know, keep doing the right things, even though it doesn't always work out and, and you know, we're not always uh, scoring on the on the chances that we get, if we keep doing it, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, guys are going to get rolling here and that's what we're going to need. Uh, but when we don't have that, if we play games like this, uh, I think we're going to be more than happy. 
That is Eric Carlson bringing us back in here on Morning Tide. We are now lucky enough to be joined by Mario Ferraro, who I spoke to after last night's win. Felt like a big win tonight. Did it feel that way to you guys? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we needed that, especially coming off of last game's loss. Uh, we know how good of a team that they are, and I think it was especially great to... Uh, to have us come back from a, from a little deficit there. Um, didn't get much looks on, no power plays for us tonight until the, the overtime there. So we had some big penalty kills. Um, it was overall, it was a big one for our group, uh, especially, you know, heading into these next two home games. It felt like you guys did a lot of the right stuff against the Caps. That's a 2 nothing game until you get later into the third. They get a third goal and then an empty netter. But it felt like you guys were playing your game and then that carried over into tonight's game. Did you, did some of that seem like it to you? Yeah, I think so. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the proportion of the of the video we did after the Capitals game was, you know, the chances that we had, but the, but we didn't finish. Um, so it was the mentality was to stay positive and stick with the process. Um, and I think we really did a good job of that. You know, even today we had a, had a lot of good looks, um, but we didn't score until you know that third period. So um, it's an, again that idea of you know sticking to the process and staying with it, um, and eventually good things will come. So we were confident in that room even after the second period. Um, being down a goal and uh, it was really nice uh, to get that one tied up and going to overtime. You guys were limiting their looks and doing a really good job of keeping them away from the front of the net. Was that the plan going in or is that just kind of the way that it was playing out? No, uh, you know, coaches did a really good job of, of bringing down the video. Um, we knew that, you know, they get a lot of pucks in the net, they funnel a lot of pucks in the net, and, and they really, you know, have a heavy presence in front of the goalie. So we had to be heavy back there. We had to be boxing out, and, uh, you know, uh, that it showed tonight. It, it uh, worked well for us. I saw in the stats you only got credit for one block, and I think that get you in the inside of your calf early in the game you feeling that one now or is it all right <laughs> uh it got me in the foot um honestly no I'm, I'm okay I didn't feel that much <laughs> at all uh as opposed to you know a couple compared to the some earlier in the season no I was I was all good with that one no no harm done there <laughs> good deal uh your goalie tonight Reimer he had another huge game uh you've been getting huge games from all your goalies this year I mean just in terms of them playing that well and then not getting the support in terms of them for the goals like is it are you fighting for them do you want to reward them for their efforts 100 percent um you know i'm super proud of uh, both our goaltenders um obviously rhymes played amazing it's really nice to you know get that win against his former team and um you know we don't have any of the wins this year if, it, if it's not for our goaltending so goaltending's huge for us and, and they both stepped up huge um and uh yeah super super proud of them uh we just got to keep it going it's a long year in terms of you guys now have gotten a couple of wins against some of the quote-unquote best teams in the NHL, what does that tell you about this team's capability? Because there's, I mean, whether it's the game against Calgary, whether it's tonight, whether it's some of the Canadian teams, I mean, it seems like you guys can hang with anyone. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's starting to be pretty evident that, you know, we're a group that um, if we're on our game, if we're doing the right things and we play full 60 minutes, uh, we can be really successful. Um, if we try to cheat the game and, and take shortcuts, that's when, uh, you know, it's, it's going to hurt us. But, you know, we're a very good team. Um, we got a lot, of, a lot of talent, a lot of hard workers on this team, and um, it shows. And it's a real good sign that we're able to, you know, beat some top teams in the league. It shows that we can compete with anyone. It's, it's about our game, not the other team. And do you feel like you can carry this momentum into Wednesday night's matchup against Ottawa, a team coming off a very similar situation as you guys with their own COVID outbreak? 100%. You 
know, um, we should uh, learn from experience that, you know, it doesn't matter. I know they went through uh, some things with COVID. They're going to come in, in hard, and, and they're going to play a real hard game. You know, even uh, when we were down some guys, um, we, we had some wins there. I think that we shocked uh, some teams. So we're going to be ready to go. We can't be, uh, you know, lax days ago and, and take, them, take them for granted because of uh, what they've gone through the last couple of weeks. We've got to be ready to go. And, um, you know, we know they're a very good team. Uh, we, we beat them once this year, and it's hard to beat a team twice. So we gotta, we got to come out uh, first five minutes especially ready. Appreciate the time, man. I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, that was the Sharks' Mario Ferraro joining us here on Morning Tide. And, uh, yeah, I think Ferraro, man, he's going to be a future captain of the Sharks. At least it seems like it's trending in that direction. But it's a really interesting matchup for the Sharks against Ottawa because they are going through exactly what the Sharks were going through just a couple of weeks ago with having the COVID impact and having the outbreak and knowing how that can take your team down a notch. And I think it'll be very interesting for the Sharks to try and match that energy and do try and absorb what Ottawa's going to bring. But then if you can get another win, and I do think that the Sharks should beat Ottawa, but if you can get another win in that game, it'll give you even that much more confidence going into Friday's game against Toronto, a team that I'm sure is looking for a little bit of a revenge against the Sharks. But if you can win three out of four on this four-game homestand before you go out on the road once again, starting off with the Blackhawks on Sunday the 28th, who are a beatable team in my opinion, I mean, this could go a long way in giving the Sharks a little bit of momentum. And you go against the Devils after that. The Devils, in my opinion, are a good team. Then you go on the road to take on the Islanders, who are a beatable team, in my opinion. The next night, on a Friday night, it's the Rangers, a very, very good team at this point of the season. A stiffer challenge, but if you can take one out of two on the back-to-back. And then on Sunday, the 5th of December, you are in Columbus taking on the Blue Jackets, a team that is comparable to the Sharks, in my opinion. You give yourself a lot of opportunity to make things happen and take advantage. Then you're back home on the 7th of December. You're hosting the Flames in a big game from SAP Center. So I always go back to the before the fact. If I had told you that the Sharks would split the games against Washington and Carolina, you'd probably be pretty happy with that, right? Or if you weren't happy, you would find it satisfactory. But either way, it's not a terrible outcome to come home against Washington, lose, and then bounce back in the next game and beat Carolina. One out of two against two of the best teams in the East while the Sharks are still finding themselves after the COVID outbreak, I don't think is a bad outcome. I think that's relatively positive because we always have to remind ourselves, and at least when I say we, I mean me, I always have to remind myself that the Sharks are not who they used to be. You can't just automatically assume they are going to win these big games at home against good teams. The Sharks are no longer in that upper echelon of NHL teams, at least not yet. They've shown they can play with anyone, just not consistently. But I do give credit to the Sharks for being an entertaining entity. And when I watch the Sharks right now, I don't really know what I am going to get from one night to the next. Am I going to get the team that can beat Carolina or am I going to get the team that gets dusted by the abs? And it's very, very intriguing and it's very, very curious to think about why the results can vary so widely. But I think that when we see them get a win over Carolina, it does make you think about what this team could potentially be later on this year and more to the point in the future. I do not expect the Sharks to compete for a Stanley Cup this year. 
I could be wrong. I am very, very good at that when it comes to sports. However, I do think that a couple years, few years down the line, however long you want to space this out, I do expect the Sharks to be back in one of the upper echelon teams in the NHL and fighting for a Stanley Cup title. That doesn't mean they're going to go to the Stanley Cup final each year, but you would see them back in the thick of things like we saw previously with the team. They used to be always, you know, one of the teams that people were looking at as being a favorite to contend for a Stanley Cup title. That's what you're trying to get back to, essentially what the Sharks had for the previous decade plus. You look at the future of a player like William Eklund, you look at the future of a player like Jonathan Dolan, Jasper Weatherby, Ryan Merkley, whoever it's going to be, you've got some hope for the future for the Sharks right now. But for the present, you want to see if this team can consistently perform like they did last night against Carolina because there is something to be said about being able to compete against the very best in the NHL. And that means that the Sharks have potential. It's simply a matter of them finding that potential from one game to the next. It's obviously much, much easier said than done. And the Sharks match up to some teams better than they do others. But keep in mind, this was one of the best teams in the NHL coming into the game last night. And the Sharks took care of business against them. And it's not like they caught every break. In fact, they deserved more calls. They deserved more opportunities on the power play. They didn't get a lot of breaks over the course of that game. They hit the post. They saw some incredible saves made against them. They didn't really have anything going their way, but they kept at it. They fought. They stayed with it. They were able to break through and find the equalizer. And then in overtime, they were able to find the back of the net. It's not a formula per se, as much as it is chaos, but for the Sharks to be able to win games, they need to be able to do it in more ways than just front running. Because the Sharks, it feels like they have gotten up early and they have powered their way to a win, or they have fallen behind and not been able to have much of an answer, except for game number one of the season against Winnipeg. But for the Sharks right now, we're entertained, we're happy because they got a win, and we're looking forward to the game on Wednesday night against Ottawa to send us into our Thanksgiving day happy on a winning note. At least that's what I am personally hoping for. But obviously, you got to play the game, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are having that same reaction after their Carolina Hurricanes got beat by the San Jose Sharks. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. Also, to fill you in on game day, be sure to tune in to the build-up. You can get that on Sharks Hockey Digest podcast downloads. It's also up live on the Sharks Audio Network. But again, we're all out of time today. Join me on the build-up and then again on Thursday morning as we react to the Wednesday night game against the Senators. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.